Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. Betches Media presents Ha Ha Laugh Funny Mention It All, a Bravo by Betches podcast. We don't say that, but now we said it. With Dylan Hafer. Who gonna check me, boo? And Barry Rosenfeld. I need to start drinking alcohol. Now go to sleep, we. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Mention It All podcast. I'm Dylan Hafer, and I think Barry Rosenfeld is uh, <laughs> cooking on and some I'm tea. Barry. Rosenfeld, I was mid-coffee sip. Thank you. <laughs> um, I'm so excited to be back for official three days a week covering Real Housewives of Potomac. Real Funny. Housewives of Potomac is back. Last night was the season premiere. I must say I have now watched this episode three times because... So we got an, we got an advanced look at the season. So we watched the episode like a week ago. Mm-hmm. And I just watched it for pure enjoyment, no note taking or anything of the sort. And then I watched it last night when it was on and I was doing live memes and tweeting and stuff. And then I realized that I didn't take any notes. And <laughs> I was like, obviously, like, I know what happened in the episode, but with these women, right, but you didn't so memorize going, it. There's so much going on that it's like, you want to mark down some little things. So then I watched it again this morning for the third time and I still enjoyed it. It did not feel I... like watched it when originally when we got the screener and then last night had a little hiccup on my way back to my home which was not fun so I missed the 9 p.m showing but I watched it after watch what happens live and for those of you wondering what happened I will tell you I was driving home and I just stayed on the throughway as opposed to getting off. And I was on the throughway for one whole hour in the wrong direction before I realized that I shouldn't, like that I was, I was like, why am I only at exit 18? Like, this is so weird. It's like not as high as I need it to be. And then I was like, oh my God. So I stopped were you like, at- <clears throat> Were you like blasting folklore or something? Literally, want to hear the craziest part of the whole story i was on the phone with my dad at the exit i was supposed to get off at and i told him where i was and i didn't get off like i was like yeah i'm here and i didn't get off and i stopped at not one but two gas stations and it's like you know that feeling where you didn't think you don't think you'll ever get to where your destination that's my feeling like it's happened with flights before too where i'm just like should i give up <laughs> by giving up last <laughs> night i would just park on the side of the road that but here i am me- that happened to me a couple of years ago. I was home in St. Louis, Missouri, my hometown. Shout out for yeah. it was around the holidays, maybe like early January. I don't remember exactly, but I was coming back to the city and there was like weather. And um, so my flight got canceled. I was already at the airport. Like I had just gotten to the airport when my flight got canceled. And so I like, of course, like raced to book a new flight, whatever. And then Mm -hmm. realized that the flight I had booked was actually for the next day, (laughs) not that day. And I mean, I was staying at home. It wasn't a big deal. But then I was like trying to figure out if I could get a flight the same day while also like calling my mom and being like, can you come back to the airport and pick me up? And it was one of those things where I was like, 
what if there's just like a blizzard and I'm stuck here? I don't know. It's just the unknown, kind of like what we're dealing with in life right now. It's just That's the true. unfucking known. It's like <laughs> the worst. <laughs> okay, so I came up with something fun that I want to do before we dive into the Potomac premiere. Mm-hmm. So as you've probably seen, there are tons of rumors and reports and everything about one Ellen DeGeneres right now. I would say she is in hot water. Um, and there are Boiling. rumors that she wants to quit her show or is going to leave her show or whatever. And so forced to leave her show. <laughs> one hot topic is who could replace Ellen DeGeneres. And I tasked Barry with coming up with which Bravo celebrity she would mm-hmm. choose to replace Ellen DeGeneres. And I'm so curious. Okay. So l- the first, when you said it immediately popped into my head without even a blinking was Nene Leakes. And, but then I thought, wait, am I losing my mind or did Nene Leakes have a show, like some sort of talk show? Or is that fake? Like, did I make that up? Maybe I'm manifesting it and I think she should. But then I also, right? Like, isn't that like something that like rings a bell kind of? I don't know. She's been on like The View and stuff as like a guest host. So, and then I have alternates so my main okay. would be Nene Leakes and then my alter, because you have to think big picture. Like, yeah, these people are on reality TV, but a lot of them don't have personality. So to host a show, and I think Nene does. My other option would be Kate Chastain or Jackie Goldschneider from Real Housewives of New Jersey, because I think they can handle an audience and have fun with it as well. Kate other Chastain, than that, no one. Kate occurred <laughs> to me as well. Um, my choice would be Candy Burris. Because okay. I think she... Wow, we both went with Atlanta. I could see her being... Have you ever watched the Kelly Clarkson show? Her talk show? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I, so Kelly has like this really kind of like fun, laid-back vibe. She starts the show every day singing a cover of a random song. And okay. it's just as like... It's fun because it's like, obviously everybody knows what Kelly Clarkson is like famous for, but it feels like it's just kind of something fun for her to do. And what I feel is like she Candy famous would have for? Kelly Clarkson. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like like this. This. Oh my God, Dylan, we should start the show every week with us. Oh my God. She calls it Kelly Oki. It's actually really cute. Barioki. Dylan. Barioki. Barry Okay, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Um, I'll say candy. I whatever. I mean, that's not gonna happen. Bethany had a talk show, of course. That yeah. didn't last long. I don't know. Maybe Ellen will stay. Maybe Ellen will go. But what's really important right now is talking about the Real Housewives of Potomac premiere. I would say this is maybe this is the most hyped Bravo premiere in a while. I think. Because their season four was so good. We heard some explosive things while they were filming season five, particularly with the Monique and Candace situation, which we will Mm -hmm. see later in the season. And then, so there was a lot of hype for their original premiere in May, and then it got delayed. And I think now there was even more hype because there was the delay. There's kind of less going on now than there was in May. I'm almost happier really that have... it got pushed. I know. I it, it hurt for a second, but I think it definitely <laughs> was the right decision because now we are going to have these Potomac yeah. women to carry us through the fall. And, you know, we might be coming up on times where there's not a lot of new stuff mm-hmm. going on. We'll see. I don't know how they're going to bridge the gap. But 
you know, well, I'm just glad you know that something? we're going to have Karen and Giselle every week. Well, I, in my third time watching last night, I've, cause it's even like movies or TV shows, the more you watch, the more you pick up on things. So I realized mm-hmm. that that fight that Monique and Candace had where it flashed back seven weeks, I was like, oh, are we going to have to wait seven weeks to see this? That's the, that's the only thing I thought of. I was like, oh, I don't want to wait two months. Like, I don't want to, I want to watch it. Like the thing, with, the thing with Potomac though, that I think is part of what makes it so good is that even if that fight is like the number one event of the season that we are, that we know to look forward to, I have mm-hmm. full confidence that everything before and after that is going to be equally entertaining. If that makes sense. Like, oh yeah. For so sure. starting in the premiere right off the bat, basically the first thing we see is Monique now has a pet bird named T'Challa and she's potty training the bird and she An takes African the bird. gray parrot. She takes the bird precise. on her African gray parrot. She takes T'Challa <laughs> on her shoulder to Miss Karen Huger's new house. And the look on Karen's face when she opens the door and sees that parrot already, we're like two minutes into the season and I was like strapped in, this is going to be good. Well, what would your face be if someone walked up to your door with a parrot on a leash? Like... I, oh, I liked the fact that Monique not. went to get the cage, though. It was nice of her. I love Monique. You know how I feel about Monique. I love Monique. I would have been, <sighs> I would be so annoyed. I would be like, if somebody is coming to my house and they want to bring their pet, that needs to be approved in advance. <laughs> well, I was dying. Karen was like, you brought the bird and not the baby. Like, Monique just had a baby, <laughs> so she didn't bring the baby. But Monique is not only potty training the bird, she's potty training her four-month-old son, which is impressive. If you ask me. In the potty. Yeah, it's like, um, and then Ashley was like trying to sing along. She's like, poop in the potty. I was like, what a jam. Love. <laughs> <laughs> um, Remix. So, so Karen is, Monique is at Karen's new house, which is very nice, by the way. Karen is back in Potomac. And Karen, right off the bat, is being really open about the issues that mm-hmm. she and Ray are having in their marriage. And that's something we have not seen a lot of, I would say, emotional honesty from Karen in the last four seasons. So it's really nice. And I totally, the, what she's, so she's basically saying that she and Ray are at different places in their life right now. And their age difference is really, you know, causing a divide because she's kind of coming into her own as this woman in her fifties with a business and, you know, she's famous now whatever and that ray is kind of just like ready to retire and is not that engaged in what she has going on and i think that's a super interesting dynamic and i'm glad that she's sharing it with us and i'm i'm really interested to see how it plays out yeah and i think we are going to see a lot of that this season um you know it's interesting though is she now bringing it up to have a constant storyline. Like you always have to think about these things. Like it's so weird to think about because if you take that away, I mean, she's one of the main, she's Karen Huger, like she's not going anywhere. But if you think about it, like what else is there? But I I don't know, but But I'm excited. That's the kind of thing where that, if that's what's happening in your real life, like that should be your storyline on yeah. the show. Like it's not- No, because she's never like, talked about it before right. and there were issues. But it's not like when, say like Melissa Gorga pretends that she might want to have another baby to have a storyline for the show. <laughs> Sorry, Melissa, if you're um, listening. 
Anyway, speaking. Like yeah, <laughs> we love this. Calling all my honeys. Support for today's episode comes from Honey Love. Whether you're a bride, a wedding guest, or simply seeking everyday smoothing, Honey Love is the go-to for all things shapewear. Honey Love has revolutionized compression technology, so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. For a limited time, you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com forward slash MIA. When talking about shapewear, Honeylove's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. The superpower short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering just the perfect amount of compression. You won't have to worry about it rolling down, which is unheard of in shapewear, thanks to flexible boning that's hidden in the side seams. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back and thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Move with confidence. Thanks to Honey Love. Speaking of marriages, we find out also that Giselle is back with her ex-husband, Jamal Bryant, which is funny because a few seasons ago, we find out, quote unquote, that he is a cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater. And all of the women, we see all of their reactions too. They are like very shocked, very surprised, very open to seeing how this works, I guess how Giselle and Jamal telling yeah he still lives in I thought Atlanta. it was super telling that Robin more than anyone was like I was shocked I never mm-hmm. in a million years because Robin and Giselle are so close I feel like they are probably you know they're of this cast I feel like they're definitely the two closest oh yeah you know in real life so it was interesting that even Robin was like I don't get it but okay but then um, we see Robin and and Juan Dixon moving Ugh. forward with their relationship this season. I feel like it's just going to be a roller coaster of relationships that I am here for. And I've said it before, like last week, I think the kids of this franchise are so freaking cute. Like I yes. love seeing Giselle's daughters grow first of all, they're beautiful. And Robin's yes. sons are so cute. Like, I just want to like squeeze them. Who else when, has kids? I don't remember. They, they all <laughs> oh, have kids Dean. except Candace. Duh. Baby um, when so when Robin sent her kids out of the kitchen to have a talk with Juan, and then one of her sons, I think maybe Corey, I'm not, I'm bad with the names, but he comes back in, um, <laughs> he comes back in, and like acts like he's trying to grab something, and Robin's like, "You can go. Like, we see you. <laughs> we see you. Thank you." Um. um but speaking of, we also see Ashley with baby Dean, which he is so cute. And she is like so sweet. And, and she, we find out she's like holistic and natural. And I was dying because she said, I use these wipes that are 99.9% water. And they're literally called water wipes. Like every baby I know uses them. So I thought that was so funny. Cause I was like, you didn't like just randomly find those. Those are like literally what every baby uses. But Dylan and I met him last week for a, quick second on virtual meeting 
apps, <laughs> dating apps. And he is so freaking cute. I can't even take it, but I'm excited. I'm not excited. I'm nervous to see what unfolds with Ashley and Michael's relationship this season, because I think there's some drama there and you hate to see it. You really do. Yeah. They are not, they're not out of the woods yet. I don't know. I don't know what specifically oh, yeah, goes down, but it's definitely going to be interesting. So we see Candace and Giselle meet to taste desserts for Candace's anniversary party, which I don't know how I feel about a one-year anniversary party. I feel like a one-year anniversary is like go on a trip or go to like a nice dinner. Mm-hmm. But yeah. so they're having this anniversary party where they wanted to spend 5000 and the... <laughs> The venue minimum is 22000 For a so, Friday night. Imagine what that, it is on a Saturday night. That will lead us later to, um, it's a cash bar. But so before that, we see Candace and Giselle go to taste desserts together because apparently Giselle is the dessert queen. Sure, they just needed an excuse to film together. <laughs> but No, we've said that before. She's, a, you know, she bakes. So it's interesting. So they're at this bakery and they're having their little you know catch up whatever moment and we see that Ashley is not invited to the party which okay so Candace and Ashley are not in a good place from still where we saw last season but then they go back and forth about Giselle's house and Candace's search for a home and they still are not over this and I think it's kind of hilarious so Giselle it took an awkward turn Giselle redid her whole house and it looks, um, she described it as blingy, which is accurate. Um, it's a word. It's maybe not my personal taste, but, and Candace is still looking for a home. She hasn't found one yet. And they just, this is, it's such a stupid thing to be mad about, but they clearly, clearly neither of them are over this. Well, speaking of blingy, that does seem to be Giselle's taste or decor vibe because that hat she showed up in to the bakery that trucker hat with a built-in tiara girl that that was bling that was bling but it was very awkward yeah it was awkward like they were it was almost like a a I don't know what that scene was. It was like, were they supposed to get in a fight? It was just they were like little having desserts, little chitter chatter and then like boom. And then the same thing happened when we fast forward to them talking at the anniversary party, like they brought it up again. They, the second Giselle came, they like walked outside. Like we need to talk. You came at me at the bakery. And I was like, where did this, what just happened? Like, I, I'm a little <laughs> lost at this, like, and digging at like, the home oh, I finding. I will what? say still Candace calling Giselle's new house, a tear down and a $900,000 cabin. is one of the funniest things. $900,000 cabin. Like, oh my God. Okay. Candace, Candace is out of control on Twitter, but the thing, the way she says things knocks yeah. me on my ass every time. Here's the th- question I had. I don't necessarily agree with Candace, but when we saw Giselle buying this house for 900000 I was also questioning that just because I don't know the area. So maybe it's the area or the land. I don't know how much land it was, but I, in my head, I was like, that doesn't seem like a million dollar home. Like, I I don't know. Maybe we'll find out more. I I don't know. I'm not bashing or anything. I'm just a little. I agree. (laughs) 
if you think about like, we're talking about million dollar listing LA and like a $2 million house is like the cheapest possible thing you would see. So I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. I, I don't I, know. The house is still under construction. Yeah. So anyway, we're at this, we finally get to this marvelous Denim and Diamonds anniversary party, which not only is a one-year anniversary party, there's a themed anniversary party. So, and then any person that shows up, Candace went ahead and called out each of their outfits for either not wearing diamonds or not wearing denim. So I didn't know that you had to wear both, whatever. So we find out it is- What? When she says to Giselle, when- when she's like, do you have a problem with me? And Giselle's like, I'm here. And Candace is like, I see you're here in your diamonds with no denim. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't, I don't get it, but it, whatever. And also no one called out Karen. Karen was wearing, I don't know what Karen was wearing, but it wasn't <laughs> under the theme umbrella. We find out it is a cash bar, which we already know these women do not like showing them to a party and paying for themselves. Here's the thing. It's like their budget was nowhere near what the minimum of the venue was. So for them to make a cash bar, that was the only thing that you do pay for, essentially, other than the food and the ha- whatever. But everyone was like, oh, it's a cash bar. They were pay- If we made our own drinking game and said I, how many times they said cash bar, we would be pretty drunk right now. But all the women are now confused. They have to pay, but I do agree. They're ho- it's one thing like you have a party at a bar. You just have all your friends come. That's one thing, but you're hosting an anniversary party at a venue. You don't make your guests pay for drinks. That's I. Okay. I feel like in life, a cash bar is like already kind of ta- questionably tacky. A lot of people, whether, whether you feel it's tacky or not, you know that a lot of other people are going to judge it. And so to take that and then you're putting it on a TV show. So it's like multiply that by a hundred because it's not just the people at the party. It's everyone watching that you know is going to be clowning you for having a cash bar. And it's like, Candace, just like have the party like somewhere cheaper or like. Right. I don't know. There were so many, you have so many options and it was whatever. I, it looked like a nice party though, aside from the cash bar, we see our new housewife, Wendy, for the first time, she shows up and Wendy, we don't see a lot of her in this episode. We just kind of get some first little like glimpses. We hear Karen say she has not been impressed when they've met in the past, which is such a cryptic comment. And I am excited to see kind of more background for that because- I think she might be a little threatened. A little threatened. Um, Dr. Wendy, really liking her so far. I will say Barry and I have seen episode two already and Wendy kind of has more of a moment. We, we meet her more in episode two. And so if you're, if you're not sure about Wendy so far, just like stay tuned because there's a lot more. Yeah. And honestly, there's nothing to be sure about yet because she really was in the episode for like five minutes, but I thought it was funny because we did hear Wendy say when we were on zoom with her, I know we're sounding kind of obnoxious that we were like talking to them all week, but that Karen's that person that she's meets continuously and still introduces herself. And I agreed with Wendy as that is. So there's always that one person like, bitch, you remember me? Like, are you kidding? It happens, but it shouldn't happen multiple times. You know, like, hello, you know me, get to know me. So then in addition to Wendy, we also see a familiar face at the party. Sharice Jackson-Jordan is there. And so it's weird because Robin points out that 
she and Charisse go way back and Charisse knows Karen and Giselle and whatever. But she did not, nobody seemed to realize that Candace was friends with Charisse. And so it's mm-hmm. like, okay, she's here. And then we also hear, which I think is the most interesting part, and this will definitely come up again, that Monique has some beef with Ken, with Charisse because Charisse has been spreading rumors about Monique's marriage. And so she's really caught off guard that Charisse is there. And honestly, it is very confusing why Charisse is there. Charisse is not even wearing a microphone at this party, if you notice. So she clearly if was you not- notice. <laughs> She clearly was not like called up by the producers and invited to film. I don't, I am nervous for what is to come about unfolding the rumors about Monique because I like Monique and, but I thought it was interesting that we find out Candace and Monique end up fighting. I want to know like what happens with Monique and Charisse or if that's even something that's getting involved in on the show, because I agree, you said she's not wearing a mic. So if she wasn't wearing a mic that night, like what else is she going to be at that is going to be as important? But a lot of the women had a lot to say about her being (laughs) A lot to say. Definitely more about that next week. So then we also see, like we said, um, Candace and Giselle kind of poking at each other. That's another dynamic. Uh, Giselle says that Candace owes both her and Ashley apologies. Obviously, Ashley is not at this party. I... I really am interested in the Candace and Ashley dynamic. Obviously, we don't see them together this week, but they're, oh my God, this cast thing is like, there are just so many interesting relationships that are like constantly evolving. And if you listened to our interview with Ashley Darby from Friday's episode, if you haven't, I would recommend it. Mm -hmm. Ashley would not say Candace's name. Like we were... We were, we were talking about, you know, who congratulated her after the baby. She was picking, you know, who she would choose for all these different categories. Not once did the name Candace come out of her mouth. So clearly that relationship is not in a good place still. And Yeah. And even I'm in that moment where Ashley and Monique were chatting, she was listing, and this was months ago, prior to our interview, she was listing who texted and called her and Candace. She yeah. didn't even say Candace's name in the episode last night. But anyway, at this party, Candace now says, claims that there's two very important women in the room, one being her mother and one being Karen Huger, which... I wish I had a <laughs> snapshot of all the women's faces. And she let them get each give a speech, which is oh my, tingle. I was tingling. Um, mm-hmm. Karen Huger went on to talk about her own marriage with Ray and how she has transformed into a businesswoman, talking about La Dame perfume. So just personally, if this was my one-year anniversary party and I gave the mic to you because I admire you i would want you to talk about me and my marriage but you know what go ahead karen like take that mic and do what so that's, you gotta do so that's karen's <laughs> speech great they also point out that ray is not there so take, yeah. take make of that what you will and then mama dorothy takes the microphone and in her speech she says that chris is a decent human being so such a lovely bare minimum compliment <laughs> and then she also <laughs> She says that she's happy he can make love with Candace. 
And oh my god, I wanted to crawl out of my skin. Yeah. Next party, Candace really needs to think about who she needs to give the mic to to talk about them in nice, kind words. Because that was so. What they weren't. Neither one of them were even trying to be funny. Like those were their speech. Like that is what they had to say. Hey, I'm Andy Mitchell, a New York Times bestselling author, and I'm Sabrina Kohlberg, a morning television producer. We're moms of toddlers and best friends of 20 years. And we both love to talk about being parents, yes, but also pop culture. So we're combining our two interests by talking to celebrities, writers, and fellow scholars of TV and movies. Cinema, really. About what we all can learn from the fictional moms we love to watch. From ABC Audio and Good Morning America, Pop Culture Moms is out now wherever you listen to podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. She also, I thought it was really funny. She said that she's been married for 35 years, but that spans the course of two marriages, which is not <laughs> I how liked that, works. that. No, but that was funny though. Everyone was laughing at that. And again, about them, like it was, it, that was funny. But um, yeah, this, did you also feel like this party, the space was too big for the amount of people? It was hard to get a sense of because I don't, I don't know. It just, I couldn't tell how big it was. And then they went outside and like all the women were out there and it was kind of dark. And I don't know, this venue clearly was nice, but it, it felt a little weird to me. Yeah. Okay. Well. Who, who's your number one that. Bravo Love of the group this week? The season premiere is starting off strong. Mine is Monique because she because of the potty training situation like I just think that she has potty trained her two other kids she said at six months and this little chase she's starting at four months and it seems to be successful she even mentioned she's coming out with a potty training book so props to her and with T'Challa I wish we see more of this bird on the upcoming season which we will (laughs) um I'm gonna go with Candace because first of all I appreciate that she had the season premiere event. Somebody's got to kick it off. And Mm -hmm. I think she is doing a good job of already stirring the pot a little bit, you know, coaxing some drama with Giselle, obviously drama with Ashley. And uh, by inviting Sharice, it seems like she has ignited some drama with Monique. So I'm just excited to see how all of it plays out. Yeah, but you don't want to stir that much drama at one time with that many people. It's like, slow down. but it's like little embers in the fire and then they can flare up at different times. You got to oh, have that. was like the... so poetic of you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Potomac really brings that out of me. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for listening. This is going to be a fun season. We can't wait to recap all of it with you. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And yeah, we will be back on Thursday. Betches.